a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the headline of the day, of course, is a vote in the House of Representatives for Speaker of the House. And many thought uh, this might go a few rounds, and it is definitely going a few rounds. Some have bemoaned the fact that this is the first time in 100 years that a vote for Speaker of the House has gone more than one round. Is that really a problem, or could that actually be part of the solution? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, if you've been following us on KSL News Radio today, uh, they are currently on the second round of voting for the speakership in the House of Representatives. And it appears quite certain now that uh, there will be no consensus. Uh, No one will get a majority in the second round of voting. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But I want to be very clear on something. Many people are bemoaning and saying there's chaos because the speaker was not uh, secured in the first round of voting, and that hasn't happened for a hundred years. And I want you to think again about that. I firmly believe that is part of the problem. And the problem is this, that the leaders of both political parties are so powerful, politically powerful, financially powerful, that there's never a debate over who the speaker is going to be. Because sadly, members of the House are in constant re-election mode. Because every two years they stand for election. And because of that, and because of the way our system has been so dysfunctional, they are completely dependent on the leaders to raise money for their campaigns, to put them on good committee assignments, or to give them chairmanships so that they have prominence and power. And so when you are completely dependent on someone for your survival in your job, You tend to vote the way they want you to. And that's why we haven't had a multiple round vote for speaker in over 100 years. I wish we'd have this all the time. I think it's a good thing. And I actually hope that the conversation continues to evolve so that we aren't talking about who can raise the most campaign cash or who's going to be able to give you a gavel and a chairmanship over a committee because you can raise money, not for your reelection, but for the party, so they can dole it out as they wish. So we got to get to a different kind of conversation in that. So all those predicting doom and gloom and chaos, it's just going to take a little bit longer. And that's okay. It's by design. It is a feature, not a flaw. And I think we should have this discussion more often as to why in the world is it always such a consensus when it comes to electing a leader? And I would say the main reason is political. It's political power and posturing. And and you always hear the leaders, and I'm going to refer to them as establishment just for clarification purposes. I, I hate labels and titles. 
I just want to get you kind of some buckets to be thinking about today. So the establishment, those who have been in power or who have worked their way up through the system and are on the verge of getting power, you have that establishment. And they will always say to their members, you can vote for whoever you want to be the leader. But just know, if you don't vote for me, you will lose power. You will lose that nice committee assignment. Good luck on your next reelection because I'm not going to be there to support you or to dole out some of that campaign cash. And so that's part of the problem. And so we've got to return to a different kind of focus where the Speaker of the House and the minority leader's job is to focus on the policies and getting bills on the floor for debates and votes and amendments that the committees are properly functioning, including those 12 committees that put forward all the components that make up the budget. If you want to make sure we never, ever, 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 ever have the threat of a government shutdown, just have leaders in both parties who oversee the committees and make sure that work is done, signed, sealed, and delivered and voted on before we get to September. It's really easy. It's super easy. We make it complicated, and the leaders of both parties love to tell us how complicated it is. Complexity is dangerous. And complexity always favors the people in power. And it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right. It doesn't matter. It's complexity because when they say it's just too hard, you just don't understand, it's just too complicated, it ensures that the status quo remains. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. So all of us should be asking interesting questions today in terms of, well, why... Yeah, why has it been 100 years since we've had a a real contested election for Speaker of the House of Representatives? And I think the answer is the think again moment today. And that is the reason is political, that these positions are no longer about policy and legislation and committees and oversight. It's become about politics and power. And that's part of the problem. That is not the solution. So back to the reality now in terms of what we're seeing and dealing with today. So really interesting. I'm just going to give you a running score here. So we are in the second round of voting for the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And the magic number for the day is 218. That is the number you need to get to in order to get a majority and become the Speaker of the House. With the slim majority that the Republicans have currently in the House of Representatives, Representative McCarthy can only lose four of his members. If he loses more than four, he doesn't have 218 votes. He can't win. So currently in this round, Representative Jim Jordan has garnered 19 votes. So there is no mathematical possibility that Representative McCarthy is going to become the speaker in round number two. Now, it was also very interesting in this round. At the beginning of this round, uh, as they opened the floor for nominations, 
this time, Representative Jim Jordan rose to nominate Kevin McCarthy. That's an interesting, it was an interesting move. And Representative Jordan gave a very rousing speech. Uh, in fact, I, I want to go to that for just a minute. So this was setting up the second round. This is Jim Jordan of Ohio actually nominating Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. To my friends here on this side of the aisle, I would just say this. The differences we may have, they pale in comparison to the differences between us and the left, which now unfortunately controls the other party. So we had better, we had better come together. And I think Kevin McCarthy's the right guy to lead us. I really do, or I wouldn't be standing up here giving this speech. I hope you'll vote for Kevin McCarthy, and that's why I'm proud to nominate him for Speaker of the House. All right, so that was Jim Jordan. Now, he did give a rousing speech. Again, whether you like Jim Jordan or not, it was a rousing speech. Uh, And then the ironic thing, of course, was after Jim Jordan sat down, after nominating Kevin McCarthy, Representative uh, Matt Gates stood up and actually nominated Representative Jordan for the very reasons uh, that he just laid out, (laughs) that Jim Jordan had a vision, that he had passion, that he had fight, that he was focused on the right things, uh, and that's why he wanted to put his support behind Jim Jordan. Now, this could be really interesting. This could be absolutely nothing. This could be Jim Jordan playing three-dimensional chess while everyone else is playing checkers, uh, because maybe in the third round, Jim Jordan having done his duty to nominate Kevin McCarthy, could turn around to those more moderate and uh, kind of establishment Republicans and say, look, I nominated nominated Kevin McCarthy in the second round. He doesn't have the votes, but maybe I can be the bridge between the more moderate wing and the more right wing of the Republican Party. Maybe I can be the consensus candidate in round number three. That could happen, or this could just be a nice moment for Jim Jordan to say, hey, I got 19 or 20 votes to be Speaker of the House. That's all going to be interesting to watch and play out. And we're going to continue to follow this. This is going to take all afternoon. Uh, So we will keep you posted when round number two formally comes to a close. We're almost there right now. And then the interesting thing will be what comes next. And the thing that I hope for for all of us as we look at what comes next is are we thinking about the right things? And are we asking the right questions? Because most have questioned today the fact that this is going to take multiple rounds and that's a big mess. But that's not the right question. The right question is, why don't we have contested speaker elections? Why is it always consensus? Uh, And is that good for the country? Or is that good for the politics and the politicians? I think we got to do what's right in terms of good principles, good policy, and what will make a difference for the American people. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.